Wrestling fans, promoters, wrestlers, and anyone who enjoys pro wrestling now have something new to be excited about. The Wrestling Fans International Association, the WFIA, is back. WFIA is an association that exists to promote, grow, and support professional wrestling throughout the world. Membership is free. Your membership includes a free digital bi-monthly publication of the Wrestling Fan News newsletter, association updates, voting privileges, and much more. Please go to thewfia.org, that's T-H-E-W-F-I-A.org, and become a member today. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Welcome to Slamtown. As you know, I am the sensational Sam Housen, and joined, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Mr. Intimidating Tim. Tim, how the hell are you? Dude, I'm doing good. Uh, It's a bit Uh, cold out here, so I'm all bundled up. But, dude, I Dude, it snowed today. Dude, I wish we could have gotten some of that. It didn't snow around here. Yeah, it snowed here in Connecticut. That was wild. Good shit. Dude, let me tell you, I'm freaking pumped for this weekend. Yeah, uh, we've watched wrestling together live on television, but we've never watched it live in the arena. We right. we should mention we have a third guest coming with us. Uh, that is my dear old father, Rowdy Ralph, <laughs> as we like to call him. Hey. He's going to rip shit up in the crowd with us. <laughs> um, oh, I'm excited. <laughs> dude, it's going to be such a good time. Uh, for those of you that don't know, NXT deadline is this weekend. It's coming live from Bridgeport, Connecticut, the total mortgage arena. Timothy, my father and I will be sitting on the floor. Uh, we've got floor seats for this bad boy. It's very exciting. Um, I don't think we're in the zone where we get the souvenir chair, but we will find out. Um, (laughs) and not only is this a wrestling live together thing. There'll also be a little sleepover involved. Stay up late, gossip about the wrestlers. Like we're gonna do. hang out. Um, yeah, we're gonna hang out, give each other makeovers. Maybe I'll put him <laughs> in some Ultimate Warrior face paint. Who knows? Ooh, um, I'll paint your face to look like Sting. <laughs> oh shit! Hell yeah! I was gonna say Danhausen, but that's close. <laughs> it's the same energy. Um, so tonight we thought we would break down the card for you guys. Um, maybe give a little prediction as to who we think is gonna walk away. Uh, as the victors, and yeah, it should be a good time. Very excited to see Deadline live. Um, for those of you that don't know, it does have its own signature gimmick match, and we will get to that a little later in the show. Indeed. But uh, before we start discussing, is there any match like that sticks out that is what you're most excited for before you even get there? Ooh, I gotta say, I'm I'm excited to see. Uh, Dominic Mysterio versus Dragon Lee for the championship. Because um, Dragon oh, Lee, I think you said this when we were covering Survivor Series. Um, was his match at Survivor Series, was that Dragon Lee's uh, debut for a pay-per-view? That was his debut. Yeah, that was his main roster pay-per-view debut. He's been on a couple of the NXT shows, but that was his debut for the main roster. Gotcha. Yeah, like I like seeing him there. I like watching... Uh, 
Dom wrestle too. It's fun fun to cheer against him as 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 often as everyone does. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be a good match. I think Dragon Lee. Uh, it seems like they're kind of bringing him up uh, up and coming a little. So that should be fun. Uh, I'm looking I forward am to it. so excited for that match as well. Um, one I'm very excited for is the NXT title match between Ilya Dragunov, the champion, and Baron Corbin, the challenger, mm-hmm. because I don't know what it is, but like. Baron Corbin on the main roster never really did anything for me, but his return to NXT, like this run he's on now, fucking amazing. This guy's doing yeah. doing great. Yeah, he's got really good like uh like mic skills too. They did a whole segment at the end of uh yesterday's NXT show. Yesterday being Tuesday. Um yes. and yeah, like he was great. Oh man. So with that, we've got our matches that we're most excited for. We'll see if these ones end up being our most hype after the fact. But um, what's going to start the show, they actually have a kickoff match for Deadline. It's going to be on the kickoff show, which is like 7 p.m. to 8 before the pay-per-view goes live. That's kind of where the hosts do what we're doing, break down the matches, kind of talk about the rivalry, what led us to that moment, who they think is going to win. And sometimes to just break it up so it's not all talking, they'll have – a match on the kickoff show. So for the kickoff, we're doing Axiom versus Nathan Frazier. Yeah, and actually during the during the NXT show on Tuesday, these two had a battle or had a match, um, but it ended up being a draw because I think all of the women that are going to be in the six-person match um, kind of came out and, and wrecked things. Or not the oh, six-person match, the five-person match. Um, or the Iron Survivor. Yeah. Uh, so it seems like this will be kind of a, a, a redux, as they call it. Yeah, um, I'm very excited. Axiom and Nathan Frazier, um, two smaller guys, kind of cruiserweight builds. It, if this match is good on the kickoff, I think this is just further proof that Triple H and Creative at this moment are still are going to try to reestablish a cruiserweight division. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, and that, that's little, something you've. You've been saying for a while now that they should kind of start bringing back. Really feels like they're going to do it. Like they have so much talent that isn't in the heavyweight weight class, but can like still go with the bigger guys. Right. It, it feels weird that they don't have a title for the, the smaller dudes at this moment. Right. Um, I think they have enough talent on the roster at the moment that they can kind of flesh out a division. So that like, it, it seems like a good time to do it. Maybe with the new year coming, It'll kick off in 2024. Hell, they could even bring back the Cruiserweight Classic. And I think Axiom and Nathan Frazier would be two great picks to have in that tournament. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, one thing I I will say about Nathan Frazier, did you know he is Seth Rollins' protege? Really? I did not. Yeah, Seth Rollins trained him. Personally trained, wow. Yeah, um, He'll be someone to watch for sure. Yeah, right before he debuted for NXT, he actually appeared on an episode of AEW like the week before. Oh, wow. He was just like an enhancement talent that came in, and then they were like, oh, he didn't sign a contract, and then he showed up in NXT as Nathan Frazier. Um, I think he was briefly the UK Heritage Cup champion like a week or two. He dropped mm. back to Nolan Dar. Pretty um, cool. But both of these guys are insanely talented. This one's going to be fast-paced, high-flying, 
uh, Axiom under the mask is this wrestler named A-Kid. He was featured a lot on the NXT UK when that was still a promotion. Um, so, like, there's NXT, the black and gold, and then that shut down and became NXT 2.0, which was, like, that multicolored yeah. like, paint splotch thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then at the same time, there was NXT UK, which was um, – there was the UK title – and they had this tournament, and the first winner was crowned at the end of the tournament, and then they made their own show for all those titles, for like the NXT UK title, UK tag titles, the women's UK title. Um, so the current version of NXT is the NXT 2.0 mashed up with the NXT UK guys to make it like an NXT 3.0 without calling it NXT calling 2.0. It it's sense. just called NXT, and it's supposed to be like, it's supposed to give the vibe of the black and gold NXT, but with the 2.0 guys. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I'm picking up yeah. what you're putting down. Yeah, A-Kid was cool. He's like, uh, he was just like this Spanish high flyer guy. He didn't wear a mask when he was A-Kid, but mm. when he became Axiom in 2.0, he put the mask on. He um, donned the mask. I just wish there was more to like talk about with this one. It it, it is the kickoff show, so it's like right. those matches never usually are like the best, but sometimes they could be like sleeper match of the show. It's just a shame that it's on the kickoff because like some people don't watch the kickoff, and then right. it's like the arena isn't even full yet. It's like half capacity when this match goes on. Yeah, sometimes. that's, that's got to be hard for them to kind of feed off of the live audience that you know right. people are just coming in maybe not even paying attention or anything but this is when people are in the merch line getting their t-shirts grabbing a beer that kind of thing mm-hmm. before the show starts because like you don't want to miss the main show it's just kind of shitty that these two talented guys are stuck on the kickoff yeah um, yeah it did happen a we'll lot with the cruiserweights that. now that i think about it yeah like when the cruiserweight title still existed the cruiserweight title match was almost always on the kickoff show mm-hmm. it's like Put these guys on the main roster. People like this shit. Yeah. Kind of sucks that they put a whole whole division there. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it'll be fun. We'll be there live. We'll be we'll be cheering on our guys. We'll it'll be, be fun. Open and hollering, as they say. Yeah. I'm gonna hold up the sign I haven't made and won't be bringing. <laughs> I have nothing against people bringing signs. Just nine times out of ten, the biggest dumbest sign is already in like always in my line of sight. I'm like, I can't, I can't fucking see. Yeah. Put yeah. your sign down. I think good etiquette is like, you hold up the sign for like a few seconds and then you put it down. Oh, <laughs> like, oh t- I think time, the camera's panning. Put it down. Yeah. Last time I went to see AEW in this arena, because every time they come to Connecticut, this is usually where they are. Right. Um, there was a guy holding a sign and, he was wearing a Joey Ryan t-shirt and Joey Ryan was like, he got me too movemented. And it's like, Oh, you, you're fucking still wearing the shirt. Fuck you guy. <laughs> and like, you didn't have Ooh. another shirt you could wear. <laughs> yeah. Like, Oh, I'm edgy. Ooh, look at me. Like that guy's a fucking sex offender. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Like, ugh. don't wear the merch, man. That's like people who wore Velveteen dream t-shirts when he was still like actively being investigated for being a child predator. It's like, Yikes. okay, I know he's like talented, but no, fuck that dude. Come on. <laughs> like, yeah. ugh, scuzzy. Big yuck. And now that we, we're done, um, 
uh, don't don't be a child predator. It's bad. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> That's good advice we, to round it out with. <laughs> yeah, like don't be a scumbag. Um, we've got the opening match for the main card, and okay. that is Carmelo Hayes versus Lexus King. I'm not gonna. I'm never gonna get used to calling Brian Pillman Jr. Lexus King. It's mm-hmm. just weird. Like every time I say it, I think it's like I think it's a female because like <laughs> Lexus Lexi, right? I yeah. think it is his sister's name. Like he, it's a, a tribute to like his mom and his sister. I mm. think I read that somewhere, but um, this match could be pretty good. I think yeah. Brian Pillman Jr. is very talented. I don't. Carmelo think Hayes is really his, good too. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I don't him. think he's found his footing in NXT just yet. Um, but I think this could be a good like jumping off point for his NXT. I don't think he's gonna beat Carmelo. Mm-hmm. But it you don't necessarily need to win to be like to get the eyes on you. Like he's gonna right. put in work on against Carmelo because you right. know you know what they say, Melo don't miss. Melo's don't miss. money, baby. That's what they say. Oh god, quite like, often. By the way, they yeah, say that quite lot. often. <laughs> Catchphrase. <laughs> um. Yeah, Carmelo Hayes, very talented guy. Uh I'm still shocked he dropped the title to Dragonov when he did. Yeah, but I, I still think he's utilized well on NXT. Um, I think he's honestly, I think he's going to make the jump to the main roster after, not like directly after Deadline. I think that they're going to reveal that he is the one that attacked Trick in that backstage segment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once he wraps up a feud with Trick, he'll go to the main roster. And I'm going to add one more layer to that. I think when he goes main roster. He's going to join up with Bobby Lashley and the Street the Profits. The Street Profits. Yeah, I could see be that. like a, a new Hurt business. Yeah. I, that would be I'll be excited for sick. it when it happens. He's he's definitely yeah. talented from the, the matches I've seen him in. I think this match opening the show is also a very good idea because having your former champion and someone who is as popular as Carmelo is kick off the show, dude, it's going to pop when that entrance hits. Like, yeah. Come on. Great way to, looking to get at the, the rest going. of the card. Yeah, looking at the rest of the card, I think it, it's going to maintain that energy the whole time we're there. From mm-hmm. start to finish, it's going to be like, I don't think anything's going to de- derail the momentum of the entire show. Because yeah. this is like, this is the last NXT show of 2023. Um, not like the weekly ones, like the, like the last big pay-per-view. Right. Like, with the winners of the Iron Survivors and everything, that'll kind of set in motion the first big feud of the new year. That's why they do it at the last show. Right. Um, do you have a prediction for the winner? Um, I think Carmelo's going to take it, to be honest. I agree. I think yeah. Carmelo's going to beat Lexus King. Yeah. I, can I think that. Lexus King needs to get a new finisher because like that weird rope hang move. Mm-hmm. And then just... I think he needs more fleshing out as a character. Like, I don't get what he is. Right. You know? Right. And, you know, I feel like that's stuff that comes with time. And it seems like they're giving him some matches and some spotlight to kind of develop that stuff. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited that his first, like, big feud is with Carmelo. So that'll be interesting. I just hope it doesn't, like, derail him. Because I think he has potential to, like, if Dragon Lee doesn't do it, he could be the one to take the title off of Dom. Or if Dragon Lee does win that match, first feud for Dragon Lee. 
<laughs> I think that'd be cool. But um, yeah. before we get to that, next up we've got a steel cage match between Roxanne Perez and Kiana James. Yes. And um, they, I think midway through the NXT show on Tuesday, they announced the stipulation that it was going to be a steel cage match. So that oh, was pretty exciting. That's going to be so good. I was yeah. talking to my dad before we were recording, and I was like, hey, have you seen the card for the show yet? And he's like, oh, no, what's on it? And I'm like, there's the two Iron Survivor matches. And he's like, oh, that's cool. I like a gimmick match. And I was like, and there's a steel cage match. And he was like, <laughs> oh, what? I've never seen a steel cage live before. That's pretty cool. Ooh. I'm like, yeah, it's going to be a steel cage women's match. And he was like, oh, that'll be good. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um, Cheer to that. Yeah. Uh, Roxanne Perez, I think, is very talented. Well, mm-hmm. she like she's proven that she's very talented. Um, I she was cool when she showed up in Ring of Honor and became one of the Women of Honor champions. And she was trained by Booker T. Like she's she's talented. Um, yeah. I I. I think she'll get the win over Kiana in this steel cage match. Um, it's just going to be like, I think it's going to be a slugfest. I think it'll be yeah. like just violent, but not like, not like deathmatch violent, but like right. yeah. a good time. It's, it'll be like, it's, it seems like they the two of them have kind of a lot of beef that they want, that they want to get out. Um, yeah. Usually like kind of having that high energy, um, even just like in a normal match makes it exciting, but having the added stipulation of like a steel cage element, um, it seems like they're going to be able to tell a good story and put on a good show with it. Right. And I think it's a steel cage is a good feud ender stipulation because it's yeah, like, yeah. it's no, es- well, like you can win by escaping, but it's like no one else can get in the way. You can't right. run from the fight really. Right. Um, it's like, it's like last ditch effort to get right. the get this person off your back. You're Where do you go after that? <laughs> it's like they, there's right. nowhere else to go. <laughs> Unless they do a hell in a cell all of a sudden, but like right. <laughs> this is gonna be fun. This is gonna be a good end to this feud. Um you know Kiana's gonna bring out the loaded pocketbook. Come on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Come on. Who are we kidding? One hundred per Sundo, my guy. <laughs> I got to say, though, I, I think you're right. I do feel, if I had to predict, I think Roxanne is probably going to end up winning, but we will see. I think, the aside from the Iron Survivors, looking at these matches, a lot of them, you're like, oh, 100%, this person's going to win. Just mm-hmm. by looking at it, uh, the right. only ones, because there's, like, it's kind of easy to predict who's going to win in a one-on-one confrontation because you've got two choices. But there's right. five <laughs> people in each Iron Survivor, so it's like, yeah. yeah, it's like trying to predict yeah. who's going to win Royal Rumble. Like, right. Oh, yeah, let me just correctly pick one out of like 30. 30 something I, people. I don't want to brag, but the weir- the year Shinsuke won, I did have Shinsuke winning. Oh, all right. <laughs> I See, remember when, if you... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, I was going to say, when if I have a group like come over to watch Royal Rumble, we're all going to pick a number between 1 and 30. And then that's your guy to win. That's your boy. And then whoever, if anyone's closest to the actual winning number, mm-hmm. you get a prize. Everybody nice. else has to do shots. You do one shot for each 
number. Like if you got like Tim randomly got like seventeen, you'd have to do seventeen shots. That be wild. <laughs> That's kind of insane. <laughs> and then drive home. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't drink and drive. Be a good safe boy. <laughs> don't drink and not drive unless you want to be really freaking cool. <laughs> yeah, unless you want to be a cool fucking guy. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I was gonna say junior. I was going to say, I remember in college um, for like uh, some of the big shows, um, we would try to predict uh, like result winnings for each of the matches. And I think maybe I'd get like one or two right. And you would usually be on the nose for the majority of them. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember the time we did that? And it was the Andre the Giant Battle Royal with Colin Jost and Michael Che. Yes. <laughs> and you picked Jost and I picked Che, and we were like, oh, we're just doing the bit. Like, they're not going to win. But right. they came very close, too. Yeah. <laughs> I think like, oh my Braun Strowman might have won that year. I think so. But, um, oh, man, it's always fun. We love a celebrity wrestling moment. Yeah. Always a fun time. So we both got Roxanne winning this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Let's see, what's what up next? next? The WWE NXT North American Championship match between Dirty Dominic Mysterio, who's got Mommy in his corner, <laughs> versus Dragon Lee, who's got Rey Mysterio, Rey Mysterio. in his corner. <laughs> He's not wrestling, but Rey Mysterio is going to be at this friggin' thing. Yeah. That's awesome. That was a really cool uh, surprise announcement um, yeah. that they pulled. So the original... Uh, opponent for Dom was supposed to be Wesley. Is that right? Um, Tuesday night, he announced that he was injured. Yeah. I was kind of bummed because I was excited to see him because it seems like he's super talented and puts on a good show. Wesley's pretty cool. And they did have that whole fatal four-way where it's like Wesley has to win this to get the title match. Right. Um, So it was Wesley versus three... So Wesley is a former North American champion. That's who. Um, That's who Dom oh no, beat. Trick, right? Trick beat. Yes, Dom beat Wes. Trick beat Dom, and then Dom beat Trick a week later. Right. So Dom is a two-time North American champion. Uh, Wesley, former North American champion, he had to defeat three other former North American champions in a fatal four-way. So it was Wesley, Cameron Grimes. Johnny Gargano and Big Bronson Reed. Um, it was a fun Fatal Four Way. Did you see that one? I did not. No, they showed some clips of it um, on the Tuesday NXT show. I don't know if they showed the clip, but there was a moment where Bronson had Wesley in like a slam position, like he was holding him for a like a like a slam, and Cameron Grimes was like underneath him between his legs. And Johnny Gargano grabs Cameron Grimes' ankles and flips him up to yeah. headbutt Bronson in the dick and balls. Right, it right. I did show that. <laughs> the funniest fucking thing I've ever oh seen. Oh my gosh. I was yeah. like, what? One thing that was weird about that match was like, what if the other guy won? Would there just have been no North American title match or would they have gotten it? You know? Yeah, because it was kind of a weird stipulation. But when you make it that stipulation, like Wesley has to win this to get the title match. And it's like, oh, the guy who's in the feud with the champion, a hundred percent he's gonna win. Yeah. Like you're not <laughs> I'll put, all of a I'll put money on that. Like, <laughs> Dirty Dom is fighting Big Bronson. It's like that right. doesn't 
I don't want to watch that. There's no build. Right. Like, I do like a clash of, like, David and Goliath, but something about, like, two small guys fighting just always, it, it intrigues me. Like, they're not small, like, small. They're, like, they're still built and, like, talented athletes. It's just, like, mm-hmm. sometimes I get bored of watching the big, huge dudes go at it. So this, like, this match is going to, I think, I know I said Dragonov and Corbin was one I was most excited for, but I think this will... This might be match of the night. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, in terms of predictions, I I feel like, I honestly feel like it could be a toss-up. Because um, there's a big chance that Dom, you know, has a dirty victory uh, <laughs> with uh, all the assistance that he usually gets. Um, but I do feel like they've kind of been pushing Dragon Lee a bit, so I wouldn't be surprised if, if he ended up winning. Um I was going to say my only thing would be Dragon Lee is, like, main roster, so why would they put the title on him? But, like, Dom is also main roster. He's in the Judgment Day, the arguably right. the biggest faction in WWE right now. Right, and he's put a lot of kind of shine on the North American Championship um, just because he's from, like, such a huge popular faction. So, right. you know, at what point is it, like, all right, like – People know about it now. Like he can drop the belt. So yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's going to happen now, but I wouldn't be surprised. But I do still feel like he kind of has the edge. Um, Honestly, I think they're going to keep this title on Dom a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Also, it's like his. I know he's a two-time champion, but this is like his first run with a solo title. I think it's been a pretty good run so far. Yeah, and it kind of makes it feel like maybe if enough people get behind this. Um, they're gonna put another title on him. Maybe like, I don't think he's gonna be the one to beat Gunther, but maybe he beats the guy that beat Gunther. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, put the IC title on him or something like that. Um, I will say Dom has matured and like just matured so much as a wrestler and as a character since he's joined up with the Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been like really, really good growth for him. Right, like when he first debuted and was a face teaming up with his father um, and they won the tag titles together, it was kind of like, oh, they're just like, it kind of felt like they were just doing it because he's like a Nepo baby, you know? Mm -hmm. But now that he's kind of, he betrayed his own father and went with the Judgment Day, it's like, no, this guy's actually pretty talented. Like, holy crap. Right, I know, you know, we joke a lot about how most of his wins, like he has help from the Judgment Day and everything, but he's got skills. Yeah, and, and he he's was very impressive and, in the War Games. Right. Um, it, you know, if, I, if 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 you're able to walk out and immediately get the entire like audience like to boo at you and like make noise and get a reaction like that, you're doing something right. Yeah, he generates heat. Like, yeah. It doesn't even have to be a positive reaction from an audience to get a title on you. It, it's just got to be a reaction. Like right. this kid is getting booed before he even opens his mouth. They <laughs> hand him the mic and the crowd is just like, you suck. We don't want to hear what you have to oh, say. <laughs> we want mommy, not this guy. Boo. Um, That's going to be really fun on Saturday. Just being able to cheer with the crowd and make a lot of oh, noise yeah. and go with the chants and all that. That's my favorite part about watching wrestling live is the crowd, is the atmosphere, the energy. Because it's like, yeah. it, it's just one big room 
of like-minded people. Like you might not like the same guys, you might not like the same style of wrestling, but you like wrestling. It's just a huge like energy of all people who like the same thing you like. Right. It, it starts and it just keeps building and building. And it's like, it's one of the coolest experiences you'll ever get. Uh, like, that's why I, I urge people every time we record this to get out there and go see wrestling. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be a big arena show. Go see a small local thing or whatever you have access to. It's always just a group of people who enjoy the same thing. Everyone's there to have fun and everyone has fun. It's just, it's so cool. It's It's such a cool experience. (laughs) It's, it's like, it's a different energy than a concert or like any other kind of sporting event. It's, it's hard to describe, but like when you're there in the moment, you're like, Oh, this is it. I like this. This feels good. It's so cool. It's so much fun. That's a great, uh, great little promo for all of wrestling right there. <laughs> hey, thanks. Um, I'm just trying to play like a manager on TV. I'll yeah. go manage the Judgment Day. <laughs> I even have a character name. Are you ready? Ooh, let's hear it. I'm gonna my my manager name is Reno, New Jersey, the sleaziest <laughs> man in sports entertainment. <laughs> First name Reno, last name New Jersey. <laughs> yes, it's hyphenated. <laughs> I love that. Um, and my my gimmick is like my suit doesn't fit quite right because I'm a sleaze bag. And yeah. then I have a briefcase. And what's in the briefcase? A weapon for my heel wrestler I manage. And Ooh. that weapon, a framed photograph of his opponent's mother. <laughs> And they got, they, I, love that. I slip it. I slip it in the ring, and then they bash the photograph over the guy's head. And he's like, "What is this, my mom?" And my guy goes, "Yeah, forget about it." And I do <laughs> little finger guns. I do finger guns. I do finger guns with one hand, and this whatever this is called motion with the other, <laughs> the Italian <laughs> sign. <laughs> yeah, forget about it. Cugine is your mom. Gabagool. I can say that because I'm an Italian. Oh yeah, I better be careful. I don't have you do Italian it, it's cultural pass. appropriation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, Dad. I'm sorry, Tim. Culturally appropriated, <laughs> Grandpa. I'll do better next time. I swear. <laughs> you better. You better do that for Big Ralph. <laughs> I've never called my grandpa that out loud. I'm workshopping it. There you go. I think it landed. <laughs> oh, cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then that, of course, makes my dad. Lil Ralph. <laughs> this is so off topic, but I do a character called Lil Ralph to piss my dad off. Oh, let's hear it's it. Funniest fucking thing. Oh, hey, it's me, Lil Ralph. What a beautiful day it is here in 1973. I just got home from school and uh, my mom forgot to put out a snack for me. Boy, I am I tick. Wow. <laughs> Look at this. Uh, it's me, Lil Ralph. What a beautiful day it is here in 1975. It's two years later, and uh, I'm home from school, and I missed I missed an episode of the Beverly Hillbillies. Boy, <laughs> am I peeved. Dude, that was a great impression. Hey, I was you. able to tell. I was able to tell that you were doing Little Ralph uh, instantly <laughs> when you said, hey, it's me, Little Ralph. Yeah, I said <laughs> it, it really gave it away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's funny because, one, it sounds nothing like my dad. And, two, I don't think that show was on in the 70s. I don't know when it was on. <laughs> I just picked the show. my dad was then. I just say the show. You know, no one my can dad, fact check me. My dad has seen every episode of NYPD Blue except for one. 
and he oh, missed which it one? <laughs> because I was being born. And he has yet to let me live it down. He still hasn't seen it because he How dare you break that can't find it anywhere. <laughs> so, you gotta give him a get him a DVD box set and give it to him for his birthday. I'm gonna remove like... that. I'm gonna get a magnet and rub that episode out of the DVD. That'll get that'll teach him. That'll teach him uh, to have a kid. This kind of makes it sounds like my dad is kind of an asshole. He's not. I love him. <laughs> He's just so fucking funny that like that's the story he told me about the day I was born. He was like, I missed an episode of my cop show. And I was like, <laughs> oh, sorry. I was being brought into this world. Sorry for existing, I guess. <laughs> I was your idea. Get over it. Uh, no, we, we tease the ones we love. <laughs> Speaking of teasing the ones we love, Dom Mysterio sure does that to Ray a lot. Oh yes! In the corner of Dragon <laughs> Lee in this very match we're talking about. Another flawless transition. <laughs> That's why they call me the trans king. Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Um, I think Dom is going to retain in this match, buddy. All right. We'll see. We'll see if it's true. <laughs> we will, because as the title and as we've said several times, we'll be there live. We'll be there live. In fact, right. we might find out a few seconds before everyone who's watching on TV. Due yeah, there to could be a little bit of a delay scheme. A little bit of a, of a broadcast delay. Look at that. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Next match. I believe it would be the Women's Iron Survivor Challenge. Is that right? Timothy, you're correct. And yes. this year's Women's Iron Survivor, we've got. Tiffany Stratton, Flash Legend, Blair Davenport, Klein Jordan, and Fallon Henley. Mm-hmm. So, Five of the women from the NXT roster. So one thing I want to ask, and I'm not asking this because I don't know what an Iron Survivor Challenge is. I'm asking this because maybe someone who's watching doesn't know what it is, but could you explain what the Iron Survivor Challenge is? <laughs> Why, yes, I can. Let me tab over to the screen where I opened that. (laughs) So this is the second ever Iron Survivor Challenges matches. Um, It debuted last year at the first Deadline event. So this was a match created and announced by Shawn Michaels of DX, who's also the general manager of NXT. Mm -hmm. So what Iron Survivor is, two two of the women and the men it's two of the men start in the ring okay every five minutes another enters until all five are in the goal is to have the most falls by the end of 25 minutes one point if you win a fall if you lose you go into the penalty box for 90 seconds so what it means by if you lose if you're the person who gets pinned to earn someone a point or you tap out to earn somebody a point you go into the penalty box. Oh. The person who gets the most falls when the clock hits 25 minutes wins and becomes the number one contender to the NXT Championship, the NXT Women's Championship. Whichever like mm-hmm. match you're in, you win the number one contendership for the, your title. Gotcha. Interesting. I, I, I dig that concept. It's, it's, it's a bit different. You know, it's not like you... Uh kind of whittle down the competition it seems like there'll be there'll be a, there'll be a lot of action kind of ongoing um it'll be cool you know i, I feel like 
any match types where you'll have like pinfalls or submissions and then the match will still keep going. I kind of like that a lot. Like if you have like a two out of three falls, stuff like yeah. that. Cause... So it's a, it's a play on the Iron Man match. Mm-hmm. So an Iron Man match is usually 60 minutes long and you earn points by pinfall, submission, count out, that stuff. Whoever has the most points at the end is the winner after an hour. So it's right. just like a more condensed. Honestly, yeah. It's kind of like there's a, in TNA Wrestling um, Impact, they used to have this match called the King of the Mountain. And it was like five guys. And oh, I, I, I'm kind of foggy on it. But it was like, it was this cool gimmick match they invented. So it was like five guys. Um, and it's a ladder match. But you don't pull the championship down. You have to climb up and hang it on the oh, local. So okay. to get the title... To access the title to climb up, you have to pin a guy, and then the guy you pin goes in the penalty box or something like that. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely a penalty box, which makes me think the Iron Survivor is like, oh, hey, what if we combine the Iron Man and the King of the Mountain? Yeah. That's um, fun. But then, of course, there was also the Queen of the Mountain, the women's version. There you go. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited. This is a signature gimmick match for the deadline pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of the five women in this match, Tiffany Stratton is a former NXT Women's Champion, and right. Fallon Henley is a former NXT Women's Tag Team Champion. So there's two people that have already held gold. Last Legend, Blair Davenport, and Kalani Jordan would be like first time number one contenders if they mm-hmm. if they won. Um you you watched NXT. Last I did, Legend, yes. Body slamming Otis. That was that was insane. Um That was awesome. <laughs> like she just picked him up and I was like, what the fuck? Like <laughs> yeah. that is a that is a full man. <laughs> so on Tuesday's NXT there was a six person mixed tag team match. The Alpha Academy, Otis, Chad Gable and Maxine took on the metaphor, um, Noam Dar, Ora Mensa, and Lash Legend. Um, Alpha Academy gets the victory. But yeah, Lash Legend picked up that big beef that is Otis, Otis. and body slammed him. It was, it was, it was wild. <laughs> insane. It's yeah. like, whoa, how'd she do that? Yeah. I think she used to play in the WNBA. Oh, wow. She's like a a two-sport athlete, basketball and wrestling. Um, she's another person who's vastly improved in ring. Because when she first debuted, it's like, ooh, this is, this is rough. Mm-hmm. But um, I think she's gotten better. And nice. Metaphor is cool as a group. Like, they're just so obnoxious. They're like... I liked their entrance. Like TikTok people, I guess, is the best way to describe them. Yeah, like influencer yeah. types. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that always gets me, Noam Dar is so hard to understand when he talks. Noam Dar. Because <laughs> he's he's Scottish, but he's also Middle Eastern, so I think his accent is like a hybrid of a Scottish <laughs> and like a like a Pakistani accent. A clash of vocal sort of cords. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, I don't even want to do an impression because I'm afraid I'll offend <laughs> Noam. That's a good bet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Blair Davenport. Yeah, so I I, cool I think I remember Blair um from another NXT event. Um 
and it was exciting we to watch. about her on this podcast. There we go. My memory's not failing. Match. That's right. The Weapons Wild match against Roxanne That's what Solis. it was. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that was a good match. Yeah. That might have been the best match from that show, except for Carmelo versus Dragunov. Mm-hmm. But, uh, oh, my God. That was the Gable Stevenson thing. That was not the best show. <laughs> oh, <laughs> best that match of the show. <laughs> that was that was dumb as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I think I don't even think he's in WWE anymore. Oh wow, they cut him that quick. I think he left. Good riddance. Or got let go or what? But <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah, that sucked. Yeah. That was a that was a wild thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad Baron Corbin moved on to bigger and better things in NXT. Yeah. Um true, true, true. And Kalani Jordan, I believe we were talking about um, uh, like Lash Legend was in the WNBA. I think Kalani Jordan was a, uh, a gymnastics, like collegiate gymnastics uh, uh, competitor. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. They, they might have mentioned it when they were doing a, kind of a little promo for the Iron Survivor um, on NXT last night. But if I had to pick out of these five, I honestly. I'm kind of pulling for Kalani Jordan. I think maybe having that background in gymnastics is going to give her a lot of stamina to kind of keep it at 100% yeah. the whole thing. But, you know, maybe having, uh, you know, like knowledge of of either like holding a championship or anything like that that might help either Tiffany Stratton or Fallon Henley. But I'll, I'll be pick. pulling for I'll be pulling for Kalani. Tiffany. Got to go with for Tiffany. Yeah. Dude, I'm wearing my Tiffany shirt to this thing. <laughs> got, it, the, got it fresh off the iron. <laughs> nice and dude, clean. Dude, <laughs> I haven't ironed it yet. No, but I did watch it. Um, there you go. It, it's bright pink and it says, I'm hot on it. <laughs> and then Hell in yeah. cursive on the back it says, toodles. <laughs> it's one of the more flamboyant t-shirts I own. Hell yeah, dude. I love oh, that. Oh, man. If I'm not wearing tie dye, I'm wearing a basic black tee. But this uh, this Tiffany shirt called to me. I was like, I gotta <laughs> there wear you that. Go. A good change but, um, up. <laughs> I think Tiffany Stratton, one of the most talented women on the NXT roster. Um, she is a former NXT champion. She um, she dropped the belt to Becky Lynch, which I think bizarre choice, mm-hmm. like insane, completely derailed, like her momentum. Yeah. I'd like to see her win this to kind of get back on track. Um, If she's not going main roster, I think putting the women's title back on her would be a good idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. I don't know if that burp came through. Um, It did, but I'll forgive. I just have to interrupt for a second because I'm watching AEW Dynamite uh, in the background while we're recording. Uh, ben Mankiewicz from Turner Classic Movies is introducing Tony Storm to the ring for her match. Because mm-hmm. Tony Storm's like gimmick right now is like timeless old Hollywood like right. movie starlet, and right. they just did a crossover with Turner Classic Movies. Wow! Didn't have that on my pro wrestling I'm sh- card. I'm sure that's a reference that wrestling fans of today will love and appreciate. <laughs> it's that frigging guy from when you go to the movie theater and they're like. Here's a Fathom event with Turner Classic Movies. And then that dude with the black hair comes out and yeah. he's like, Hi, I'm Ben Mankiewicz. <laughs> that freaking guy. I hate that guy. <laughs> it's so annoying. I just want to watch the movie. Leave me alone. 
<laughs> Get out I don't of here. need you to introduce Godzilla versus Megalon. <laughs> I, I just want to watch Godzilla. Those, I know those two characters. Don't explain to me Big Lizard. <laughs> but anywho, I, I think I think you you're gonna enjoy these Iron Survivors a lot. Like, yeah, I'm excited for them. Gimmick matches are cool. I like I like a little gimmick, as yeah. I say. Uh, just a little sprinkling of a gimmick. Just a little smattering of gimmick matches, please. May, may I have some gimmick, please? Please, sir, my cup please. of soup it has gone cold. Warm it with a gimmick. <laughs> a tiny morsel of gimmick, please. Just a smidgen. <laughs> um, I do think it would be a shock if Fallon Henley won. Um, not because she's not talented or anything. It just seems like she's the underdog because she is the person that won the um last chance qualifier. So, yeah, it'd be cool if she won the whole thing because I think that's who Tiffany beat to qualify. Because mm-hmm. what they do is like you have to qualify for this match, and it's um the matches got. I don't remember if they did this the first time. I don't think they did, but for this year's Iron Survivors, each the first four qualifiers were all selected by WWE Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. JBL, I know, did one. Jerry the King Lawler, Mick Foley, and I'm not sure who the fourth person was. But um, all these matches were set by Hall of Famers. And then the fifth qualifier is a fatal four-way between the people who lost the four qualifying matches. It's called, like, the last chance qualifier. That Um, makes sense. So Fallon Henley was the person who won the last chance qualifier to get into this match, but um, I'm going Tiffany this way. All right. Because that's my girl. Got to root. Got to root for the person whose shirt you have on. (laughs) Yeah, uh, that's why I wore it, to show that I am a fan. (laughs) Duh. (laughs) Idiot. Um, All right. All right, so what do we got for for the men's match? Men's Iron Survivor Challenge this year features Dijak, Josh Briggs, Braun Breaker, Tyler Bate, and Trick Williams. All right, got some got some good ones in here. I think this is gonna be exciting. Um, all yeah, these guys. This is for all, like I think Tyler Bate is the smallest guy in the match. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is just big. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would like. I I don't. I know Braun Breaker is in it, and he's like. He's talented. He's a former two-time NXT champion, but it's like, do they give him the belt a third time? Right. Kind of feels like they don't know what to do with Braun Breaker um, in NXT at the moment. Mm-hmm. I feel it, like he has a lot really, of momentum. He seems pretty yeah, popular. People like him. I really thought he was going to lose the qualifier due to interference by Von Wagner, who he's been feuding with, and we were going to get Von Wagner versus Braun at this show one-on-one. But Braun ended up in the Iron Survivor. Um, I think there's two people that could get involved and cause some shenanigans in this. I think Von Wagner and Mr. Stone could show up and cause some issues for Braun. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Lexus King or Carmelo could show up and cause some shenanigans for Trick. Yep. Yeah, because they they had a whole kind of bit between uh, Carmelo and Trick Williams. Yeah, Carmelo and Trick used to be like running buddies. They were like a tag team. Mm-hmm. And it's like 
someone attacked Trick to get him out of a title match or something. Mm-hmm. And they don't know if it's Lexus or Carmelo who did it. Or if Carmelo is in cahoots with Lexus. That kind of thing. But, um, yeah, I think this is going to be like, uh, like just, just big meaty men slapping me. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Josh Briggs is the underdog, I think. He had a shock qualifier by defeating Carmelo after interference from Lexus King. But I don't think anyone thought Josh Briggs, who is a former NXT UK tag team champion, was going to qualify for this match. But it's it's cool when they put someone in that's like unexpected. Yeah, you know? a little shake-up here and there. A little, a little mix-up, you know? Yeah. But um, I think, aside from Josh Briggs, any one of these guys could feasibly hold the NXT title. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be upset if any of these men were the ones to defeat Dragunov. Has, uh, has Trick Williams ever held, uh, held the championship? He held the North American title for a week. Or not even a week. Because he, he beat Dirty Dom at no mercy. Mm-hmm. So that was on a Saturday. And then Dom oh, won yeah, it he back. He held it for three days because Dom won it back mm. that Tuesday. That Tuesday. I could see I could um, see Trick. Well, I, I, I like you were saying, you know, I, with with these matches, it's like picking one out of five. Like, you have pretty low odds of of uh of predicting right but i think right. i'll be pulling for trick for this one because i think he's a lot of fun to watch um and uh, yeah I, I like, I like cool. his character i like him a lot he's gonna whoop that trick or whatever yeah. or work that, i don't know what he says but it's either whoop that trick or work that trick uh i think i'm gonna go with die jack on this one i think all right it's all right about time that guy got a shot at the title sick yeah um another funny anecdote uh before he was Dijak, he was T-Bar in the Retribution. But before he was T-Bar, he was in NXT as Donovan Dijakovic. Donovan Dijakovic? what? <laughs> Dijakovic. Dijakovic, all right. <laughs> uh, and every time they said his name, my dad would go, isn't that the guy from Scooby-Doo? I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And he's like, the pterodactyl ghost. Isn't that his name? Like, what the hell are you talking about? So finally he Googled it and he's like, oh, Jonathan Jacobo, the pterodactyl (laughs) ghost. And I was like, that's not even remotely close. It's funny. Oh my goodness. (laughs) What an odd, what an odd, like, oh, you guys, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? You know, the the pterodactyl guy from Scooby-Doo. What? He's a, He's half pterodactyl, half guy. I, I know what pterodactyl guy is, but... Just a bit off the mark there. <laughs> half pterodactyl, half guy. That's what not what I was confused about, but thank you. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah, the uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to the Iron Survivor challenges now. Um, yeah, they're cool. Should be fun. A nice, and, uh, uh, nice lengthy, fun, gimmicky match. Right, I'm so excited. at least half an hour of this show will be Iron Survivor matches. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. I think the other car matches are going to go a little long because it's going to feel like, I think, three hours about. Mm-hmm. But That'd be good. I hope Dom versus Dragon Lee is long. Yeah. Um, I, I can't picture any of these being like squashes or like less than. No. 
I think if anything is a squash, it's going to be Carmelo and Lexus. But other than that, mm-hmm. if it is a squash, it's in favor of Carmelo. Um, mm-hmm. And that, my dear Tim, brings us to the main, the main event. event for the evening. Hell yeah. WWE NXT Championship match. Reigning and defending champion Ilya Dragunov. One-on-one with Baron Corbin. Hell freaking yeah. I don't know if I said this before we were recording or very early in the recording, but main roster Baron Corbin never really did anything for me. Now that he's back in NXT for the second time, dude's killing it. Yeah. Like he's he's made a fan out of me. Yeah. I had no, he's got zero great, interest. He's got and great now great like, skills. Yeah. I'm opening a water bottle. Excuse me. Oh, I'll forgive, but I won't forget. I knew it. <laughs> oh, that sounded our... like a great gulp right there. Hey, thanks. This is how our <laughs> 27 years of, no, 24 years of friendship ends. <laughs> how how dare you hydrate yourself in my presence? Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't want dry mouth for the recording, but whatever. No, that's fine. I'll allow it. Um, I don't think Baron's going to win. I think Dragunov will retain, but Baron's been Baron's been cooking, and like you said about his good mic skills, like the the summit thing they did to close out NXT before all the Iron Survivor guys came out and brawled. Yeah. Oh man, that was cool. Dragunov impassioned to say the least yes um, and baron just stirring the pot it was a very good like dynamic between the two of them right um which is i think why they sent baron down to nxt they sent a lot of the main roster guys down because they have someone they want them to work with to kind of elevate them and exactly it was yeah, like I when like, i feel like baron does a really good job at kind of you know like putting on good good matches with like talent that they're trying to develop and yeah, you know, really kind of showcasing them. And like, that's such like a fantastic, like, like skill to have, I guess. He's a very good heel to put against, uh, like, a uh, face guy you're trying to build. Right. Like a new young face wrestler. So putting him against Dragunov in Dragunov's title reign, fire, tremendous yeah. idea. I think this is his first challenge that's not Carmelo. Maybe? For for Ilya? Yeah. I'm not sure, but but uh, that'll be good. Yeah, I'm it's gonna be a clash of styles, which is always entertaining. Baron Corbin, very tall, very strong, and then Dragonov is a little shorter, but he's very strong and very fast. Yeah. Oh man, like it, there was like this cool ass sliding knee slu- suplex he hit on Carmelo at the Great American Bash. I'm like, if he could hit that on Corbin, that'd be fucking insane. That'd be crazy to see live. <laughs> yeah. If Dom and Dragon Lee isn't matching tonight, I think it'll be this. I really do. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. it's so hard to put anything against the Iron Survivors, mm-hmm. right? Because, and, and you know, you were saying like uh, Renato 
we're not sure which match is going to be the um, main event. And, you know, it would make sense to have, e like, either the Iron Survivor Challenge or the, like, NXT Championship. It would make sense for either of them to be um, main event. But I guess you kind of want to end on the, the highest of highs. So if right. I think Ilya and Baron can do that, then maybe it will be the main event. We'll see. And, like, Chick said to Carmelo on NXT, like, Oh, I'll, you open the show taking out Lexus King, and I'll close the show as the Iron Survivor. I'm like, is he being literal, or was he just like, All right. you know? How, how, how far into his words are we reading? Right. Yeah. All in all, I think it could be a pretty good show. I'm very excited. I'm with you, but dude. I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm always excited to see wrestling live, but like, I've never been to a pay-per-view before. I've seen like the weekly shows. I've seen SmackDown, Raw. ECW and AEW. Um, and I'm like, I've never been to a pay-per-view. So when I heard this was coming to Connecticut, I was like, I don't care go. how far I have to drive. I'm getting tickets. I'm texting Tim and my dad is coming too. He's coming, Hell yeah. you know, but like, yeah, the last time a pay-per-view came to Connecticut, I was living in Florida and I was like, damn it. Damn. It was in Hartford. <laughs> there was a, oh wait, no. There was maybe a Money in the Bank and then also an NXT TakeOver. Mm. And it was like, I was watching the NXT TakeOver with my friends in Florida. And I was like, wow, I had my college graduation in that same arena. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> they're like, Damn. wow, you graduated in a building the Street Profits won the tag titles. And I'm like, <laughs> crazy. Yes. <laughs> what are the odds? <laughs> What are the chances? There's only really one big arena in this state. That <laughs> yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun. I'm glad. Uh, yeah, glad we were able to make it work out. I'm pumped to say the least. To to put it bluntly, so am I. <laughs> wow, glad we're on the same page. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> and that about wraps it up for us here at Slam Town. Yeah, our uh, predictions are there. They're. Um, forever immortalized into this episode, so we will yeah. see. We'll see if we were correct or not. We'll find out. Uh, whoever has more correct predictions has to get a hot dog from the loser. You have to buy me a hot dog. There you go. <laughs> There's Stadium a lot riding on this. What whole hot dog? Hot dog. <laughs> this is the best food. It's like those dudes on TikTok that are like sports bar chicken palm. <laughs> Sports bar, chicken bar. Sports bar, fries and burger. Yeah, sports bar. <laughs> well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, thank you. For thank you for listening. Once again, we genuinely appreciate it. Yeah. Um, and thank you for sticking with us, everyone. Whatever time of day you're listening to this show, have a good one of them. And have fun. <laughs>